0: Welcome to Words to Live By, a podcast series hosted by the Ronald Reagan Presidential Foundation and Institute. Each week, we will share some of the wit and wisdom of Ronald Reagan. In essence, Words to Live By made up of radio addresses and speeches he delivered from the 1960s through the 1980s. In August, The president always made an effort to spend time at Rancho del Cielo in Santa Barbara. Just because he was on vacation, though, did not mean his presidential responsibilities were put on hold, because the work continued. He drafted and delivered many radio addresses from the ranch, and this one in particular stands out on the subject of the Middle East. So recall that in August 1983, the conflict in the Middle East, specifically in Lebanon, had become so intense that a multinational peacekeeping force had been sent to attempt to stabilize the conflict. And five years later in 1988, here's the president's analysis of the Middle East.
1: We're going to keep on trying as hard as we can. We feel that the coming together in negotiations, sitting down at a table with the other countries, you know, most of us have forgotten that technically the state of war still exists between the Arab nations and Israel. But we're not, we're not going to cure it until we come together and find out how we can arrive at a fair settlement of the differences between those peoples. I can't resist telling you a little joke, it's kind of cynical, very cynical in a matter of fact, the, about the Middle East. It has to do with a scorpion that came to a creek and wanted a cross and said to the frog there, Would you carry me across? The scorpions can't swim. And the frog said, <laughs> You'd sting me and I'd die. And the scorpion said, that'd be silly because if I stung you and you died, I'd drown. Well, that made sense to the frog, so he said, get on. Started ferrying him across and in midstream, the scorpion stung him. And the frog in his dying said to the scorpion, as they were both dying, said, why did you do that? Now we're both going to die. And the scorpion said, this is the Middle East.
0: (laughs) So we chose the Middle East as our subject for today's podcast not only because the president wrote an important address about the hostile situation 40 years ago, but also because the crisis is again acute in that corner of the world. As you may have heard, Israel has been fractured by government moves to overhaul the judicial system. So much so that reservists have threatened to stop showing up for military service. As a result, the crisis sweeping Israel has become a focal point for its enemies, Across the Middle East, who now have convened top level meetings to weigh the turmoil and how they might capitalize on it. So let's go back, back to President Reagan's radio address in 1983, August. At that time, the president had been labeled as a warmonger for sending our troops to Beirut to participate in the multinational peacekeeping force. When he drafted this radio address, he wanted to address this warmonger label. But it turns out another president had also been labeled with this term. Let's listen.
1: My fellow Americans, last June, the 19th of June to be exact, a well-known TV network producer was the commencement speaker at the high school where he himself had graduated on that same day, June 19th, 43 years ago. In speaking to this year's graduates, he pointed out some things that should be of concern to them regarding the state of the world. They were items taken from the front page of a June 19th issue of the New York Times, their graduation day. He said, in Washington, the administration is asking for more money, not to fight cancer or educate young people, but more money to build some of the most destructive weapons the world has ever seen. Not very reassuring for a high school graduate hoping to live to an old age. Not very reassuring either to have a president who's called a warmonger. He went on to say, in Latin America, the Times tells us the United States is prepared to go to war to keep unfriendly powers out of this hemisphere. If push comes to shove, a young high school graduate could end up fighting there. In Europe, he told them, a people not much different from you is being crushed in what the Times reports is being called an uncompromising and unrelenting fashion. And in Detroit, the Japanese threat, among other things, is forcing the Ford Motor Company out of the car business. He pointed out that it didn't seem like much of a world to look forward to, but there it was on page one, graduation day, June 19th. Yes, his graduation day, June 19th, 1940. And as he went on to say, we're all still here, although he wouldn't have bet on it back in 1940. The president being called a warmonger was Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who kept increasing the defense budget. The Japanese threat was military, not economic, and Ford was going into the fighter plane business. And, oh, yes, the European country that was being crushed was France, not Poland. Well, here it is 43 years later, and as he told that class of 83, a good case can be made that the world is better, not worse. And the class of 1940 had something to do with that. Just as the class of 83 can have a hand in making things better for graduating classes yet to be, even a class 43 years from now. Young Americans are already doing their share to build a better world. Today, our servicemen are participating in multinational peacekeeping forces in Lebanon and the Sinai Peninsula.
0: And next, we'll hear the president's assessment along with his recommendation of, yes, a peace agreement. We'll be right back after this brief message.
2: The Ronald Reagan Presidential Foundation is the nonprofit organization created by President Reagan himself and specifically charged by him with continuing his legacy and sharing his principles. Individual liberty, economic opportunity, global democracy, and national pride. We must remain vigilant and work together to share these conservative principles with younger generations. Your role is critical to move our mission forward. Thank you for your continued support. Please visit reaganfoundation.org give. That's reaganfoundation.org give.
0: Now, back to the story. When he became president, Ronald Reagan assumed the U.S. could rely on Israel. Over the years, President Reagan had changed his political positions and parties without ever abandoning his virtually uncritical support for Israel. In his Hollywood days, he had refused to join a country club that discriminated against Jews. And he shared the film community's enthusiasm for Israel when the Jewish state was founded in 1948. Remembering vivid newsreels of the liberation of the Nazi death camps, Reagan sympathized with survivors of the Holocaust. Later, he valued Israel as a bulwark of freedom, a democracy, and an ally in the Cold War. With that knowledge, he was shocked when Israeli troops under the direction of Defense Minister Ariel Sharon, marched into Beirut in the spring and summer of 1982. He immediately sent a message to Israeli Prime Minister Menachem Begin urging cessation of hostilities. Begin agreed. Well, he agreed to a ceasefire, which lasted only two days. By the end of August 1983, the president was desperate for a solution. Let's listen.
1: In the agreement between Lebanon and Israel, Israel agreed to withdraw its military forces totally. The responsibility now rests on others to negotiate in good faith on their own arrangements for withdrawal. Until this happens, Lebanon will remain a potential trouble spot. But our current efforts in Lebanon are only a small part of our search for peace in the Middle East, including a compassionate, fair, and practical resolution to the Palestinian problem. The Middle East Peace Initiative, which we announced almost a year ago, is definitely alive and available to those parties willing to sit down together and talk peace. We remain committed to the positions we set forth, and we stand ready to pursue them in the context of the Camp David Accords. Those positions are in the best long-term interests of all parties. Most importantly, they are the only realistic basis for a solution that has thus far been presented. The United States continues to support UN Security Council resolutions 338 and 242. The establishment of new Israeli settlements in the occupied territories is an obstacle to peace, and we're concerned over the negative effect that this activity has on Arab confidence in Israel's willingness to return territory in exchange for security and a freely and fairly negotiated peace treaty. The future of these settlements can only be dealt with through direct negotiations between the parties to the conflict. The sooner these negotiations begin, the greater the chance for a solution. This administration, like those before it, is firmly committed to the security of the State of Israel. We'll help Israel defend itself against external aggression. At the same time, the United States believes, as it has always believed, that permanent security for the people of Israel and all the peoples of the region can only come with the achievement of a just and lasting peace, not by sole reliance on increasingly expensive military forces. Unfortunately, the opportunities afforded by our initiative have yet to be grasped by the parties involved. We know the issues are complex, the risks for all concerned high, and much courageous statesmanship, statesmanship excuse me, will be required. Nevertheless, those complex issues can be resolved by creative and persistent diplomacy. Those risks can be overcome by people who want to end this bitter and tragic conflict. And in the process, the United States will be a full partner, doing everything we can to help create a just and lasting peace. Till next week, thanks for listening, and God bless you.
0: Thank you for listening. For more information on the Ronald Reagan Presidential Foundation and Institute, including information on how to become a member, information on upcoming exhibits at the Reagan Library, and more information on the legacy of President Reagan, please visit reaganfoundation.org. And don't forget to like and follow the Reagan Foundation on all social media platforms.
2: don't forget to subscribe to the Words to Live By podcast in your iTunes or Google Play stores, and on other podcast platforms as they become available. New episodes of Words to Live By come out every Tuesday. Like what you hear? Check out our A Reagan Forum podcast, featuring great speeches delivered at the Reagan Library. New episodes drop every Thursday. and. Don't forget to follow at Ronald Reagan on Facebook, at RonaldReagan40 on Twitter, and Reagan Foundation on YouTube. Also, search for us on SoundCloud and Stitcher.